Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Everybody, it's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 36 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Um, shout out to everybody who's listening and for the response for episode uh, 35, 35.5. Um, had to redo that episode uh, as far as the audio quality, you know, getting it up there so you guys can hear it a lot better. I mean, it sounded fine on iTunes, just on Stitcher and SoundCloud, sounded a little muffled. So we got those audio, you know, we got those vocals turned up for you. Um, yeah, so sorry about the wait, you know, just getting everything ready for the wedding and stuff. So it's getting crunch time, it's getting down to the wire for me. Um, you know what, gotta go ahead and, uh, you know, take that next step in this uh, next plateau in life. I'm excited about it. Uh, I know my lady is excited about it. And uh, yeah, so it is what it is. And I appreciate all y'all being patient with me. So I guess we're going to go ahead and uh, jump on that Summer Jam screen. Uh, first things first, I guess we could talk about the gorilla issue, um, you know, with the little black boy getting dragged. You know, only thing, you know, I can say about that is, you know, I feel like, you know, the zookeepers did do the right thing, you know, by, you know, unfortunately killing that gorilla because that little boy would have been killed, you know, and for the folks, you know, who are talking about they you know they should have tranquilized it you know that would have just agitated the gorilla more and it could have ripped that child you know limb from limb um you know uh black folks had to choke back their words a little bit you know uh after they found out the kid was black because you know off rip everybody was cracking jokes about it and shit like that you know thinking it was a white woman not watching her child and shit like that and you found out the kid was black you know black folks started like oh shit you know what i'm saying it's like god damn this is an l right here and then, uh, you know, white folks, you know, they were, you know, they felt like they got a W, you know, by trolling every black per- every black person, you know, who was uh, talking about, you know, they made the zookeepers make the right decision. And, you know, they would come in people's mentions talking about, oh, it was just a uh, monkey on monkey crime and shit like that. And then there was even, uh, I don't know if he was Hispanic or Indian, but a guy who was making a joke about it, trying to compare you know the gorilla to uh mike brown rest in peace and you know this motherfucker was a registered sex offender somebody found him online and he's cracking jokes and this piece of shit is a registered sex offender now you you really gotta hold that l you up here think you're gonna come up here you know skinning and grinning trying to be pals with white supremacists and you up here you know registered for a sexual crime you piece of shit that's fucking that's it just shows the audacity of you know what other ethnic groups you know think about black folks you know if 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 another ethnic group want to get down with whites they think they can just shit on black folks and then they'll be in there but i'm gonna keep it 100 with you that ain't how you get in with white supremacy especially in a capitalistic society but keep doing what you can to keep the lights on my g you know but, um, you know, and then I had some problems with uh, some some black folks, you know, writing these articles talking about how uh, white folks felt that a gorilla's life was worth more than a black child's life. You know what? 
those were white supremacists, you know, that felt like that, you know, and stop, you know, stop looking for validation and for pity from white supremacists. Like, just stop doing it. It's fucking disgusting. You're just out there like, oh, uh, my life matters, too. And, and it's just, you know, it's one of them things where, you know, just get your economic game on point and stop worrying about, you know, those in the dominant society, what they what they think of you, because that's just going to hinder and freeze you. You know, from doing what you need to do And then you thinking, oh Well, maybe if I show them I'm cool enough You know, maybe they'll accept me You know, and shit like that So quit trying to pander And, uh, you know, quit trying to, you know Get that seat at the table And start working on your own table I know it's hard work to build your own table But, you know what, do your thing And stop worrying about, you know What these white supremacists think about you And speaking of white supremacy um, we had the uh, the Stanford uh, rape case. If y'all been you know living under a rock, um, uh, you had uh, Brock Turner uh, was a um, oh sorry about that. Um, Brock Turner he was uh, basically um, a swimmer at Stanford, and he got caught you know um, they by two bystanders, uh, two folks that was out you know uh, this is back I believe in January. Caught homeboy, uh, you know, uh, trying to dick down an unconscious chick behind a fucking dumpster. So, you know, uh, and then basically, somehow, some way, you know, his mugshot didn't get released. His original mugshot, they gave him one where he was in a suit and tie with his hair cut, smiling and shit like that. And newspapers was out here saying that, you know, he was a swimmer accused of sexual assault and they didn't say rape at all like this nigga was behind a fucking dumpster taking a pussy from an unconscious lady you know young lady now that's just some dirtball ass shit you know and um so he got charged with some felonies and he could face up to 14 years in prison but his dad who's very affluent i guess uh got some uh got some i guess he got some deep pockets or something or some heavy influence whatever whatever excuse me wrote a letter to the judge and basically you know the judge took the bait saying that uh you know uh it would harm him check this out it would harm the the raper you know the offender it would harm him just check this out it would harm him putting him in prison for rape for raping a young lady so they sentenced him so he got sentenced to six months in jail which he'll probably only serve three months in like county and you know he'll probably end up being a trustee in county you know or it could be even a situation where he might do a month and then be out on like house arrest and everybody's trying to defend some folks are trying to defend this uh you know by saying oh but he's going to be a registered sex offender for life uh, that but he's still he's still not doing the time you know what i'm saying is it really going to be hard for this stanford swimmer with a rich daddy or influential daddy to find a job or will he just end up working for his dad you know so it's it's a fucked up situation and you know the media how they covered it uh, really just uh shows you you know what it's like you know to be you know a, a white male in america you know with some money with some money in your pocket you know and uh you know it's very disgusting you know to you know they busted my man red handed i shouldn't say my man but behind a fucking dumpster trying to take some pussy you know from an unconscious young lady and it's just disgusting and we really need to be out here you know protecting our women and it 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 
it just shows that the justice system, you know, Lady Justice is not blind. Lady Justice has both hands out, you know, waiting for, you know, somebody with deep pockets to go ahead and grease them palms. So that's just really fucked up to the utmost degree. Like, like black folks always knew white privilege exists and we always knew there was a standard set you know uh, for black folks and for white folks a different one for white folks but now white folks are seeing it now and they're just like whoa what the fuck and they're trying to you know they're trying to figure it out and see what's going on and now they're getting that wake up call that the justice justice system isn't so just so it's just something to keep in mind so it's it's kind of fucked up i want y'all to research that case it's just it's just very 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 fucked up for somebody to be having three felonies, facing three felonies, but you end up with, and, the, and they're all tied to fucking rape, and then you get three months in jail, sentenced to six months, but probably only serve three. Man, so something really needs to be done. Uh, somebody needs to get that judge up off the bench. I know some people have been defending that judge, but you really can't defend that. There's been cases before when there's been rich individuals accused of sexual assault, rape, uh, whatever, you know, on children. And they end up, you know, getting like house arrest or something like that because they're too soft for prison. Too soft for prison. But you wasn't that soft when you was up here, you know what I'm saying, trying to take some pussy, you know, from a young lady or from a child. You know, that's it's, it's fucked up. It's, it's very, very fucked up. And, you know, hopefully people wake up and, you know, they start doing something about the justice system. You know, and that's why I say that, you know, you need, you know, as far as when black folks need to build an economy, you know, as far as, you know, recirculating their money and then start greasing the palms of these politicians and these judges and these cops, you know, so these unfair sentences won't be happening like this. You know, if, you know, black folks started electing, you know, and voting and greasing the palms of these officials and judges, you know, maybe so many black folks wouldn't be in jail and, you know, dealing with these, uh, these race soldiers disguised as cops out here. So, you know, that's just one, one instance right there. But, um, Man, I guess um, I guess on a lighter note, I guess what we can talk about is uh, my man Hove is, you know, uh, a.k.a. Sean Corey Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, a.k.a. Um, Iceberg Slim, um, a.k.a. Uh, one of the greatest rappers of all time. You know, he dropped a couple verses, one on the All The Way Up remix, which is kind of cool. And he's getting some burn on the radio, which is which is dope to hear Hove back on the radio. But I need to talk about this motherfucking drug dealers anonymous with Pusher T. Now this is it's dope because all it is is them just straight just kicking these drug dealer bars and just doing what they need to be what needs to be done in rap to kind of bring some balance back from all this, you know, this fucking this druggy ass, you know, I'm in my feelings, I'm sad that my lady left me type bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And the dope thing about this song is it's just straight rapping. Just straight rapping all the way through. Just straight, you know, 90s, late 90s. Just, you know, when we when we appreciated the hustler. It's that it's that type of rap, you know, just just man. It's just it's crazy. But the thing is, you know, a lot of younger folks, you know, they can't they can't relate to it. Cause all they can all they hearing about right now, you know, is popping Percocets and you know, uh, taking E pills, Molly, sticking Molly in their butt, and you know, being in their feelings and shit like that, and trying to be like a light skinned nigga from Canada, you know. But they can't relate to this this real rapping, 
I feel like we need to really give somebody like Pusha T his flowers while he still can smell them. You know, we really need to appreciate what Pusha T brings to the table. And, you know, when Hove just dropped just so many bars of just cleverness all through it, and it's just one of those things where it just blows your mind. So if you have title, you know, go listen to it. But I know it leaks other places too. And, uh, you know, this is the type of rap that I grew up on and that I appreciate. And you look at some of these artists out now, like somebody like Lil Yachty. I tried to listen to that nigga, you know, almost, you know, pulled what little hair I had out with some tweezers, you know. And this nigga, he was talking about his inspiration for music is fucking Soldier Boy. So this is the generation that we have coming up, but we do need that balance. You can, you always had ignorant hip hop, you always, I mean, ignorant rap, but then you had, you know, then you had the conscious, you know, rap. You had, you always had that, and then in between, you know, you had a good mixture. So that's what we need. I'm just asking for diversity. I'm not shitting on anybody that's out now, but hip hop, I mean, rap music needs diversity. That's what the fuck it needs, and that's why I appreciate Pusha T so much for releasing you know high quality music and that street music because what we consider now street is just niggas telling on themselves you know what i'm saying talking about how much you know this they sold that they sold how many guns they busted and then how they smoking up their own product or you know popping all these man-made drugs and shit like that and trying to make it sound cool but we need balance we really do so i appreciate hove you know coming back you know dropping them reasonable doubt you know american gangster type bars i love when hove is talking that you know that drug dealer shit just because like i said it's something that i can relate to just from ogs that i knew on the block you know who was coming down in clean ass whips you know coming through in clean ass jays and just killing shit you know what i'm saying and they would always be telling me you know hey hey dre you don't need to be messing with this shit even though my name's adrian ogs would be calling me dre i hated that shit but it is what it is but hey dre you don't need to be messing with this shit you know go to school you know uh you know if you can you know always flip legit right out of high school you know you don't need to be in this street shit like that and it was it was dope just hearing that type of stuff but you still you know it's still kind of dope just catching a ride from somebody you know from school in a clean old school and shit like that and being thrown some money but getting some game from them too so i don't know i just feel like my my late 20s you know my late 20s or so like my 27 and up crowd can appreciate drug dealers anonymous and if you're a real fan of hip-hop just go ahead and listen to that shit and appreciate it and you know I appreciate Hove, you know, just dropping some dope ass lines, you know. And then uh I think then Drake dropped something called 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Tried to listen to it. They said he was throwing some darts at Diddy and maybe even Joe Button, because Joe was calling him out on that trash from views from the six, because he did sound very uninspired. But maybe I gotta go back through and listen to it. I know he's rapping over some bad boy samples and shit like that. But I don't I don't know, man. Drake he doesn't do it for me. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where you got somebody running rap who's very lazy as far as their melodies. And I feel like he's a great writer. You know, he writes about some stuff that everyday niggas can relate to. Thanks to Kanye West. Kanye made that popular just to be yourself. And, um, you know, I feel like with those choruses he'd be trying to sing, he needs to, you know, he needs to subcontract that that out to somebody else, you know, to sing those hooks for him. Because he, he can't carry a note for shit. You know, and I blame Lil Wayne for that. You know, Lil Wayne had him singing, you know, the the Miss Officer song on tour when he first signed with Young Money and shit like that, trying to challenge him vocally and shit. And, you know, Lil Wayne be, you know, coked up, leaned up, you know, blunted out. So, 
you know can we really trust his judgment but anyway you know that's why i just can't fuck with drake you know i'm not a drake hater you know i appreciate his writing skills and i understand what he brings to the table he made it cool to be from canada which is very hard to do got everybody trying to go up there he even brought the all-star fucking game up there so you know salutes to him i ain't mad at him getting money but you know like i said hip-hop needs balance it can't just be the pendulum swinging just you know not swinging in just in one way because i mean you look at when you know Nas and O was beefing you had rough riders right there you had people like talib you had kanye west you had common doing this thing you know just in i I feel like that was a golden age and even if going back further to you know when uh, snoop and death row was running the west you had the east with like mob deep hove again biggie and bad boy and you had down south still doing their thing ugk scarface and things like that but now it just feels so one-sided in hip-hop so it's a very so i just appreciate Pusha t still you know being on that other side where that pendulum can swing back to him you know what i'm saying so that is what it is you know so drug dealers anonymous make sure you go listen to that and just shout out to um old girl from the blaze you know mentioning hove being a 14 year drug dealer i think that sparked this this verse so uh shout out to tommy whatever the fuck her name is so hove did his thing shout out to Pusha t for you know reaching out to hove on that and then uh only thing a couple more things i'm gonna put up on the summer jam screen i want to show y'all the power of a fucking dollar um so in omaha good old black omaha so that's all my folks down north what up to y'all but um want to talk about south o for a second where all the hispanics are at all the latinos mexicans um whatever you want to call them uh they're down there uh down over south and there's a high v over there off of 35th and l and then on the back end there's a store that used to be called no frills a supermarket no frill supermarket and now it's called super mercado so you know that no frills realized that you know the power of that you know that spanish dollar and uh, you know they started catering to you know the Hispanic community because you go down there and it's pretty much like I said it's all Hispanics and you might have some poor white folks and you might have some black folks living in them you know them South family projects but it's it's just little Mexico that's what we call it over south and you know no frills you know supermarket slash bag and save who owns it they realize hey let's flip this and turn this into you know a Hispanic market supermarket you know so they call it supermercado and you know what them Hispanics they flooded to it because it's like hey you're gonna cater to us carry things that we need like authentically like you can buy you can always get fresh cilantro there uh their deli is nothing but you know uh hispanic themed foods you know that they eat um you know they even have a chicharrones you know the pork skins fried up fresh and then you can buy fucking um uh, you can f- buy fresh salsa there, uh, fresh tortillas there. They have, you know, a tortilleria there inside of there. They also have um, the fresh pico de gallo, which is always cop from there, you know, when it's like Taco Tuesday or something like that, when it's my turn to cook. And uh, they, they're running that high V out of business. High V, you know, wanted to be hard headed and didn't want to cater to that Hispanic crowd. So they was like, fuck you. And now you look at it, they're closing down now. That store is closing down because they failed to, you know, cater to their demographic you know even though they were hiring you know hispanic you know kids you know as bag boys and cashiers and uh, bag ladies and shit like that but they didn't you know they didn't go towards their consumer they still was carrying the same shit that regular ass you know americans would eat and so they were just like okay we just gonna come in here and you know maybe buy some beer 
or some shit, you know, that's out of stock at the supermercado. So that supermercado is doing business left and right. Like you go in there, all the aisles in the supermercado, like I said, besides the, the Hispanic themed foods that they carry, they're also care the the signs in there are also in Hispanic and in it is in some sorry Hispanic in Spanish and English, you know, and uh and all the employees are bilingual in there too. So you know, that's just something where you have to change with the marketing. It just shows the power of a dollar. Now, black folks really have to, you know, take heed to that. You know, if there is a business, you know, in your community that's not respecting you and, and just taking your money, you know, stop fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, case in point, like a lot of times we got these fucking, you know, these mega savers and these liquor stores, you know, in the hood ran by these, you know, these Arabs um, and these, you know, Russians or whatever the fuck you want to call them. And they or these little Koreans and they talking to you all kind of crazy watching you in the store while you're going to buy a fucking honey bun and trying to get a black and mild or some shit. But you still spending money there and they treating you like a fucking thief and you spending your money with them. So it's just something to keep in mind, you know, just look how those Hispanics, those uh, move down in little Mexico, you know, they got that high V shut down. They about to close at the end of this month. I think it's sometime next week they're closing. And, uh, you know, everything right there, the right there is 15% off. But how I figured that out is because uh, one day they gave me that store to deliver to. And I was talking with the one of the managers. I'm like, hey, why are you guys shutting down? And, you know, he told me the whole story. He kept the 100. I was like, man, y'all always busy. He was like, you know, we have a bunch of people in here, but they just buying stuff that they couldn't get, you know, from that supermercado. You know, something that was out of stock, like some hot sauce or something like that. So you got a bunch of people in there, but then people only spending, you know, 5 to $20. And you can't survive on that. But the good thing about the you know it wasn't the high v employees you know it was a corporate move by high v you know t- not tending to their audience so them employees they're not going to lose their job they're going to go ahead and um be moved to different stores so they'll still have a job which is cool but it just shows the power of a dollar you know what i'm saying so i want black folks to kind of take heed to that because you know we all all across the u.s we got these liquor stores ran by these arabs you know even some people that look like us you know the ethiopians and um you know the koreans you know um running these stores and they treating you like you a fucking thief as soon as you step into the fucking store and you spending money with them so just kind of keep that in mind and just understand the power of the dollar and then uh, just speaking about convenience stores, liquor stores, money and shit like there. There's a goddamn Hennessy shortage in Omaha. Like uh, we had my bachelor party just this past weekend. You know, shout out to my boy Bogar. Shout out to Prime. Um, shout out to my uncle Jerome. And a shout out to Jordan, um, you know, for rocking with me and, you know, just throwing an extravagant event for me and just showing love. I didn't have to pay for a dime and it just felt good to have my circle, you know, just showing love like that. So shout out to them. But so we just driving around to these different convenience stores over north and they telling us the same thing. They out. They out. They out. It's a shortage. It's out. It's out. It's on back order. Like every fucking store is out like even the mainstream stores like the bakers you know slash kroger's dylan's whatever walmart's are out of them you know the high v's is out and so we finally found it up on a uh, hilltop dirty third at the liquor store up there grab like you know three bottles or more i don't even remember we've been drinking so much but yeah i got i definitely got a bottle at the crib though so i just need to know what the fuck is going on with this hennessy shortage so if y'all fuck with me and you out of state go ahead you know hit me up on twitter or facebook or whatever and you know let me know and send me a care package or something because this shit is crazy you know i feel like the devil trying to work against the sun-kissed kids though out here though but you know just uh yeah, shout out to uh, the Hilltop Dirty Third, you know, liquor store for, you know, having Hennessy in stock. You know, I don't know how they got it. Maybe fell off the back of the truck, but salute to them, you know. So 
I guess we're going to just um, move on to uh, selling hope like dope. And you know who I'm selling hope like dope, criminal justice system, the government and the FDA. Because uh, right now the FDA just approved a rod the size of matchsticks to treat opioid addiction. So opioids are like, um, you know, um, like painkillers and even heroin kind of falls in that category of opium. So it's kind of it's kind of in the sister family of uh, opioids. So it's basically a rod, you know, that's help that's helping folks, you know, treat their hydrocodone addiction and uh, shit like that. Like basically addictions to um, like man-made drugs and like I said, heroin fits into that category. And so they're really pushing it. The government, you know, wants to push this. And then also, you know, they want the judges to start, you know, throwing this into their sentencing. And I'm just like, yo, my nigga, what the fuck were they doing back during the crack era in the 80s? You know what I'm saying? Nigga, if they caught your ass, they caught, nigga, how many crackheads are in prison right now? But since we got this heroin and this uh, prescription drug, uh, addiction to all these white folks out here in middle America and in fucking poor areas, they want to start treating it, you know, like it's a disease now. But they didn't want to do that shit with crack cocaine, no, back in the 80s because they needed to fill them prisons. And all through the 90s, shout out to Bill Clinton, you know, for his crime bill and the three strikes laws. You know, they wanted to be tough. They wanted to be tough on uh, crackheads and shit like that, but they flooded the black communities with these drugs, though. You know, shout out to Ricky Ross, Freeway Rick. You know, he even broke down and told how he got that from the Iran-Contra shit. You know what I'm saying? And so it was deliberately flooded into black communities. So then the war on drugs really was just a war on black folks. And so now you look at the quote unquote war on drugs with this heroin and this opioids addiction. Now they want to treat it. They want to give you this this special rod that release uh, releases, you know, the same kind of feeling that you have when you're shooting up heroin, but in a lower ass dose, you know, so that's just it's real fucked up, you know, just thinking about that, you know, so the government out here selling hope like dope, you know, the, the criminal justice system is and the FDA for approving this shit. You don't think they could have did something similar with crack addiction and shit like that? Look at all these damn grown ass crack babies running around here talking reckless online and in real life now. You know what I'm saying? Just you got a bunch of underdeveloped ass adults out here running around acting crazy and getting thrown in jail. But that was the plan, though, too. You know, get their mama in jail. She have a baby. You go through the, the baby, go through the system. You know, baby all fucked up, underdeveloped. And he out here, you know, running rampant, committing crimes and shit like that because he can't think straight and don't think nobody love him. Now he in prison, too. So you got another slave in there. So just real fucked up and deep shit right there. So that's what happens when you out here selling hope like dope, which is fucked up, ain't it, though? All right. So I guess we're going to move on to hold this L. Yeah, just I guess, Troy, Ave, you really got to hold this L like bruh you you just bare face busting your gun you know you had a lot going for you i didn't fuck with your music like that but you still had a great following and you had a career that was on the incline and uh yeah if you don't know who troy av is he's a rapper out of new york um you know he got you know busted you know busting his gun and a young man died because of that and is is thoroughly fucked up very fucked up you know so you got a life lost rest in peace to that young man and you got another career that's ending so 
Troy Ave, you really gotta hold this L. Stop. I mean, that's what happens when you, you know, you're trying to be a street nigga and you out here trying to get this, you know, get this commercial money, trying to get this, uh, this square money. So, yeah, Troy Ave, you just gotta hold this L. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. And then, um, we're gonna move on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. You know, our boy, um, Muhammad Ali passed. Um, you know, um, a few days ago, which sucks. Uh, you know, I, that was the last real, um, you know, black hero that we had, you know, from that civil rights era who was an athlete, but also used his popular platform, you know, to speak out against injustices. You know, the main thing was speaking out against Vietnam and serving time in prison for, you know, quote unquote, being a draft dodger, you know, in a you know, he kept it 100, you know, no Viet Cong ever called him nigger, no Viet Cong, you know, ever, you know, uh, discriminated against him or told him where he could and couldn't go. And, you know, he, he, he spoke the truth. He spoke the damn truth. And it's crazy to see that now that he's passed so many white folks and white publications and uh, low key white supremacists speak on talking about he transcended race and all this other nonsense. No, he didn't. He was he was for black folks. No matter what, you know, through thick and thin, Muhammad Ali always rode for his people and boxing came second. So, I mean, you know, just, you know, look at him, you know, as far as him not not going to the war, you know, they stripped him of his title. He came home, won it back, and he still was, you know, he still fought for what he believed in. and He still believed in his people. So that was a dope thing about Muhammad Ali. You look at these athletes today. Um, and they won't say shit. You know, I know the Miami Heat did their thing with, you know, taking a picture with the hoods up. But I know a lot of them, you know, took the picture down once they gained some uh, criticism from major white publications for that. Because, you know, uh, endorsements and shit like that, you know, and uh, public scrutiny. They didn't want to go through that. You know, then, you know, uh, people were wearing the I Can't Breathe t-shirt, you know, for Eric Gardner and, um, that's as far as it went you know nobody else and you know no other black athlete has really spoke their mind like Ali and uh you know we lost a great one so shout out to him and uh his family I know he's he's resting in heaven he's an ancestor now and uh just salute to that young man um yeah I mean he I call him a young man because he was young at heart you know even though he was facing you know Parkinson's and things of that source but he, he just did he rode for his people so hard so hard and that was a great thing about him and you know you had some people coming out pierce morgan with his trolling ass he trying to just he trying to get a job somewhere that's what he's really trying to do he's trying to get him a job with some racist publication some white supremacist publication because he's just every time the uh, someone black uh, of, uh, of a great stature does something and passes away he, here he comes trolling here he comes out talking about Muhammad Ali was really racist and Donald Trump isn't like you're comparing you're comparing and contrasting Trump and Muhammad Ali you're trying to do some clickbait that's what the fuck you doing and you got some black folks up here retweeting well maybe Ali was racist I think he might have been Massa Morgan I mean Mr. Piers Morgan got a, got a good thing going here i think I, I, it makes you think it make it, it brings up some critical thinking you know so you got that coon train rolling out you know people uh co-signing that shit and then on the other end you got angry black folks you know up here 
targeting him and uh, retweeting and uh, sharing his story, and that's what the fuck he wants. He wants attention. He wants to show uh, whoever he's trying to get a job from. Hey, I can rile these niggers up. You know, I can get the get the black community mad, and you know that's a lot of you know shares and all this other stuff. Look at my engagement. So, what we need to do from here on out is just block them. You know, don't give him that fucking attention. You know, of course, the coon's going to be up there trying to suck on his ball sack and, you know, thinking they're going to be safe up under white supremacy until that lottery number is picked. And then they're going to be out there. Look what he did to me. Look what he did to me. You know, he 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 dipped his balls in my coffee and told me to drink it, dirty nigger. You know, and then it's all of a sudden black folks helped me, too. But you was just up here cooning and up here. He ain't that bad. He ain't that bad. He just make you want a critical think, you know, and shit like that. So it, it doesn't work that way. So what we need to do is just, you know, don't give him any attention. That's what it is. Just continue to build yourself up, build your community up, build your family up and keep on thriving. That's how you combat this system of white supremacy. You know, don't give it any attention. Don't let it get to the point where it's agitating you. If ain't nobody putting their fucking hands on you or touching your money. You know what I'm saying? Just just let let them let the motherfuckers cook, you know, because all he's trying to do is get some more money in his pocket. So you just block that piece of shit out. That's all it is. That's all you have to do. And speaking of uh, combating systematic white supremacy, I just want to, you know, while we're all not all heroes wear capes, you know, salute to Tariq Nasheed, uh, King Flex out here for dropping Hidden Colors 4. Uh, you know, from everybody who's seen it, you know, online, they, they love it. They said it's powerful. You know, it, 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 it expands your mind and uh, is, 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 is heavy. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to drop today. You know, I got my pre-order in on Amazon and things like that. So I know it's supposed to come later on this week and be delivered to me. But uh, it seemed like, you know, these black trolls was out. You know, and I'm not even going to say like black feminists and things like that, because a lot of times these these trolls want to disguise themselves under, excuse me, under the guise of black feminism. You know, uh, but if you dig deep, you know, into some of these tweets and Facebook posts, they, you know, they just trolling, you know, they just begging for attention. They're sitting up at their job bored as fuck and want to just say some shit like black man is ashy. Black man ain't shit. You know, and if you got, and if you're a black woman with a black man, you know, you ain't shit either. You know, just goofy shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't making more than your man in the household, you know, you ain't shit. You know, if you are making more than him, he should be cooking and cleaning and submitting to you and all this. Just real, just trolling type shit. Just real clickbait ass type shit. You know, so you can't even disguise that under the guise of, you know, black feminism. And then you got the niggas who think they're going to get some pussy from these uh, quote unquote uh, black female trolls. And you know that well, oh yep, that's right. That nigga that nigga Tariq is trash. That nigga's trash. Yeah, uh-huh, girl. Up here with their legs crossed and crushing their balls, you know, with they pinky out sipping some tea, thinking that's gonna get them some pussy by bashing somebody who's trying to do something, who is doing something to educate and empower black folks. You know what I'm saying? So that's what something that I really don't understand, you know, because it's like being a suck butt ass nigga you know what i'm saying is not it ain't gonna get you that pussy dog it's not you know you thinking a, a, a retweet from one of these black trolls is gonna help you out but a lot of these you know these uh these black female trolls a lot of them are bitter and a lot of them are bored and just want some attention to make the day go by 
you know what I'm saying so that's just something that you really have to keep in mind so you have to I really salute that brother uh, Tariq for doing his thing and actually backing up his words you know what I'm saying and he's he's always backed it up you know he's donated to numerous foundations you know he's got people behind him to help crowdfund different projects and is I mean you can't deny the work that he puts in and he's putting a lot of money in people's pockets like these black scholars you know uh, who's been putting in the legwork for years who would normally do you know lectures to the quote-unquote conscious crowd the, the fake hotepians and shit like that they're now reaching a broader audience and they're getting their money up by giving lectures all across you know the country and you look at somebody like dr umar he was just here in omaha you know doing some lectures and you know i, I if i bet you if it wasn't for hidden colors he wouldn't even have came to omaha to be honest with you just how small the black population is here and things of that sort so you know it's a broad awakening with hidden colors and then i seen some of these black trolls male and female talking about that hidden colors was violent like i don't i really don't understand that and then you start reading through their timeline and people asking well have you seen hidden colors no i haven't but i know that it is violent and it's against uh transgender men who like the color purple when the sky is blue on a thursday night you know it's just it's just real non-sequitur bullshit like that like you're like what what the fuck are you talking about oh it's only for straight people with families and you're like, what? Where the fuck are you getting this from? You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where they just want to bait you into an argument. And then once you take the bait and you can maneuver through the non sequiturs, then it turns into, oh, no, you, you just a, you just a, you just a troll yourself. You just a troll. I'm going to block you. And so that's what it is. It's just let me pass the time, you know, while I'm at work until you know i can get home and do what the fuck i need to do or that is their life you know what i'm saying so you know don't fall for the trolls uh, don't fall for the bullshit you know everybody wants to bring up you know Tariq's past about you know uh, uh i don't know like his rapping career and shit like that i um like a person can't grow like a person can't change like he'll tell you in his interviews you know he used to just talk about relationships but the issue of race always came up you know from white dudes asking them you know how can he how can they get a latino woman and things like that or black dudes trying to get white women or black women trying to get with latino dudes or shit like that or latino dudes trying to get with black women and things like that and it just made him you know start digging into race relations and how race affects everything and i don't see the bad thing about him putting out you know a documentary series like hidden colors to empower and educate folks but like i said on twitter it could be a lot of these black trolls male and female are comfortable in the matrix and they they you know they're resisting they don't like change they're resisting and nobody is calling Tariq a leader nobody is you know calling him you know, like the new malcolm x and things of that sort this is just a brother doing his thing and educating the people and you know just trying to you know empower black folks like I just said, so, um, and it's only on Twitter, which is crazy, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, all of his, his uh, lectures always sell out, you know, the screenings for Hidden Colors, one, two, three, and 4, you know, it, it always sells out, so it's not something that happens outside of social media. You know, that's the only power that trolls have is on social media because outside in the real world where it counts and where it's tangible, they're not doing shit but just working. That's it. Working for somebody. That's it. That's all they're doing. They're not working on empowering anybody. You know, they might do a speaking engagement with 10 people in the crowd or something like that. But they're not doing anything tangible, you know, that helps their people and helps their community. 
and you know for people bashing hidden colors i really i don't understand it you know you get the bashing from the black trolls and then you get the bashing from the hotepians you know they up there you know they like oh this is just black history one-on-one well a lot of black folks don't know this they don't know where to get this knowledge and find these obscure ass books you know what i'm saying so with a lot of black folks waking up is fucking with the hotepians hustle of them trying to sell knowledge and you know hustle you for some incense and some some jojoba oils or some shit or a dashiki you know or a kente cloth made in korea and then it's also fucking up the black trolls because they want you to look at them like you know like they're dropping knowledge and shit like that when they're just kicking non-sequitur to pass the time kicking non-sequiturs you know to pass the time and to make the day go by and they're comfortable staying in the matrix so you gotta so you really see with the issue um with those attacking Tariq, you know you can see how agents got into dr king's camp got into malcolm's camp you know and started dividing and you know how black folks had so much self-hate because they see somebody rising up you know to up empower and uplift their people so it's a very dangerous thing but it only happens on twitter you know what i'm saying like i was reading through it and i'm just like yo this is some bullshit like you're you're just attacking him now attacking Tariq right when hidden colors four is dropping and like that it's very suspicious and it, it could be timed you know somebody could be greasing some palms of these these trolls you know to attack this man and it started with uh Blavity, you know uh wrote an article about hidden colors four and these trolls just came out the woodwork like what hey 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 hold on hold on you can't talk about this brother he's 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 against gays he's against lesbians he's against uh black feminists he's against uh black gay men he's against you know the color purple he's against you know green skies you know if there are green skies because sometimes i do see them you know and you know they shamed the, the 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 owner so much that she had to take the article down you know and uh nobody told that you know the whoever was the author of the article to write about you know hidden colors for but people do need this knowledge there is nobody you know out here speaking on hidden colors it's crazy it's, it's been happening since what 2010 he's been dropping these uh these are uh, these uh these documentary series and it hasn't reached you know any black website any mainstream white publication at all you know and it's very odd but black folks are getting this knowledge and every time he drops one the release gets bigger and it expands to more cities so that just lets you know that black folks are getting the message and they're waking up and and that's scaring a lot of people like i said it's scaring the hotepians because it's fucking with their hustle and it's fucking with the trolls because don't nobody want to hear your bullshit everybody is seeing right through your bullshit i don't give a fuck how many followers you have how many uh likes you have on your facebook page people are seeing through your bullshit and you're not you're not creating anything tangible and you're not empowering anybody so then you look so now you like oh fuck the jig is up because now you got all these people who were following you kind of looking at you because holding you up to the light and you looking funny in the light and that's the real issue here so yeah y'all gonna have to figure something out because this shit is just getting bigger black folks are waking up and black folks are understanding the power of their dollar too so you know you either gonna have to get on the train or get left and i ain't talking about the coon train because that shit i know that's gonna run you know 24 7 it does but you know the passengers are starting to hop off while the train is still running so you gonna have to get on this this conscious train and i ain't talking about to the point of where you're trying to hustle your fellow black man and black woman 
All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So sticking with my man, Muhammad Ali, rest in peace. This quote comes from him. He says, I know where I'm going and I know the truth. I don't have to be what you want me to be. I'm free to be what I want. So keep that in mind. Stop looking for validation from folks that don't like you. Just, you know, go ahead, put your nose to the grindstone and keep thriving. All right. So I'm sorry for the wait. Much love, much respect. And uh, you know what? I'll see y'all next week. One. We're going to rebuild our inner cities, which are absolutely a shame and so sad. We're going to take care of our African-American people that have been mistreated for so long. I got to have you But what will this lead to? Will it just be me and you? Tell me You know I want you Tell me how you feel I'll be obliged if you step outside Because my ride is awaiting I dated a staking a nightcap, we mated, awakened by smells of perfume that I inhale and then tell how well we raise hell on the Denzel. Satin sheets, heat from your feet, keep me warm. The mood is perfected with the sounds from the storm. You came stronger, I lasted longer than I've ever lasted. Your mouth was fantastic, the fuck test you passed it. The way you made a nigga laugh, I had to get you. And when I saw that ass pass, I had to hit you. Making me fight against my will. What must I do? Would you kill for me? Yeah, if my life in danger too. Even steal for me? Yeah, if that shit belongs to you. Then feel for me. Yeah, if the way you act is true. Who knows? Fine clothes. Lexus those you'll be closing when you become one of the chosen. Hosing different places, different faces, different cases. Got me tied like shoelaces. No mistake, just MJG, you ain't gotta be. Constantly trying to shoot that P. Claiming that you ain't heard of me. Keeping it real. Let me know how you feel when we communicate. We'll be straight if you express your mind instead of preferring to wait. Some who can't do it lose women. But nigga like me used to it. Space age pimp. Saying no, but your body saying stick me, lick me, don't be afraid of what your friends say. Rappers get that ass, then be out of here like yesterday. But not tonight, you look so tight, it feels so right. This endo got me purvin', let's go hop in my suburban and ride till we get to where you wanna be, no matter how far. Just call me ball, baby, to me, you're the superstar. Ask me time and time again, why did I choose you? Do I wanna be your man or just misuse you? I hear your partner dissing when they think I ain't listening. Them hoes just be wishing they could be in your position. With me in luxury, I got to be every day. Cheap and hay with something stout, wearing lingerie. Let's hit the tail, get a sweet and order something to eat. Tell me things about you, I'll tell you things about me. Then out the blue, I'll be caressing you, undressing you. You start doing all that shit you said you'll never do. Lusting, busting, all out of my box of drawers. Fingers dripping. 
been slipping in and out and in and out Constantly telling me the things you don't do Yet you do it like a pro and think that I don't know But I do, that's why I'm here with you and you know this Slip on the latex and dive in, swish I think I'm going to stay. Yeah. 